0: Hello and welcome to The M Word, where we have uncensored conversations on all
1: things marketing. We're your hosts, Jennifer Mulchandani and Heather Michaelgaard. For season two, our conversations are focused on brand. Listen in for ideas you can use for your brand. Enjoy today's episode. On today's episode, we are talking with J.D. Spain Sr., a retired combat veteran who served in the United States Marine Corps for more than 26 years and is a passionate community advocate focused on civil rights. J.D. is serving a second term as president of the NAACP Arlington. Under his leadership, the branch grew from a few hundred to over 1,000 members. Our conversation weaves topics of brand with personal intention, history, leadership,
0: and being authentic. We can't wait to have JD back again to continue today's conversation. Enjoy. Hey, I'm so sorry our microphones today don't seem to be recording great. I apologize for the scratchy sound quality, but thank you for listening in. Welcome to the M-Word, JD. Hey, how you doing? We're doing great. We're so glad you're here and on this rainy, yucky spring day.
2: <laughs> Reminds me of my days over in Belgium. Yeah, real gloomy, where it's the sun. But yeah, it's Arlington. We get all four seasons here
0: in a week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> JD, we're so glad you're here. Um, when you hear brand, what does that mean to you?
2: Uh, yeah, so branding means um, authentic. Uh, genuine. Um, those two words kind of come to mind. Uh, I think we live in a time now where everyone's kind of reimagining their brand, but to me, branding means so you know being authentic, being genuine, not changing. Right? Who you are, what you are, what you stand for—that that comes to mind.
0: So, how would you define your brand, JD?
2: Oh, wow, that's a good one. Um, so. They're, my brand is just, I, I, I tell this joke, like, and I hope who's ever listening to this will take a little chuckle. I'm original like Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, it's just, I'm a Southern gentleman, and I believe that, you know, in Southern culture, like, it's, it, it kind of is part of me, and I think with that comes a level of not only, like, respect and manners, it's just... Very calm, um, deliberate, but at the same time, fun. So, my brand is, is somewhat like that, that Southern culture, that Southern vibe, you know? That's me.
0: So, well, that. Th- that tells me kind of like what mo like your motivation, maybe a little bit of your, um, maybe it speaks to your core core mm-hmm. value. Um, but how do, how does that get expressed? You know, if if, you're, if yeah. people are meeting you, sure. and and it's in, how does your how does that show up?
2: So um, my brand shows up in many ways uh, in how I lead um, as a leader right and of the NAACP here in Arlington uh also my time in the military uh, 26 years I think uh I lead with a level of, of empathy and I think you can correlate that directly to uh you know my, my southernness, right and how I was raised uh so um yeah that's that's what people when they come in contact with me kind of say hey look uh I'm direct, right. but at the same time, I'm understanding, I'm empathetic, and, I, I, again, I contribute all of that to just my southern roots.
1: So some might say here in northern Virginia, sure. D.C. area. mason mind you. Yes, but that that <laughs> is maybe not the vibe that, that is portrayed here. So how do you stay intentional? How do you bring that authenticity, that empathy how does it show up to these events and is it sometimes hard to maybe go off script or
2: yeah I think um what I do is one um and and I mind you I heard what you say about this area I think everyone wants a person I go back on this uh someone who has a level of genuineness and authenticity I regardless of the space that I may be in uh, how it shows up is how I interact, right? Like, I have the courage to really stay on, uh, stay true to who I am in my moral compass. And I think uh, at the end of the day, given everything that's going on, not just in Northern Virginia, uh, politics aside, right, I think that's what people are look for, um, a person who is sincere and true to him or herself. And, you know, as I lead, as I speak to folks and and, and have these conversations, um, that's that's some of the takeaway that I hear, right? And, I, and that gives me some some solace knowing that I don't have to change because other folks are changing. I can remain true to who I am. Uh, everyone's not going to come on board and, and, and believe or like what J.D. may say, but it is, I am who I am, right? And I think what happens is kind of like, you know, I've heard this, before, like keeping up with the Joneses, I don't know. Keep up with the Joneses. I, I found that um, being who you are uh, and being a respectable goes a long way.
0: I think that's um, admirable and also aspirational for a lot of us who you know want to. Um, I, you use the word empathy, and, mm-hmm. and I and, and I'm going to bring it back to around to what you just said, but in terms of being aspirational, is um, navigating real life and all of the the you know you said politics aside, but we can't necessarily move aside politics. We live in the in the in the environment that we live in. So when I looked when I look at where you show up in the community and that empathy, how does it, you know how intentional was it for you to start getting engaged in the organizations that you're engaged with, NAACP right. and and your own like civic leadership. Sure.
2: Again, I think I'm like a piece of dough. I was clay. I was molded. And it took many years uh, for me to come to a point to where I'm at uh, as a leader. And even this level of engagement, I tell folks, you know, leadership is not anything you could just pick up on out of the book, in a book. But uh, I've come almost full circle. And uh, here in the community uh, and in the NAACP, whereby you know our mission and objectives. Uh, they've been around and remain the same since uh, 413 years. I, it's just this is just a snapshot in moment in time where I'm. There are some challenges, uh, and I won't. I not go to politics aside. We. I understand the dynamics of politics in our in our community, uh, and I also understand the role of media and politics, and I also understand misinformation, disinformation. So what I try to, you know, do in my conversations is kind of discern from all the inaccuracies and and through my level of genuineness and and people knowing who I am, just some some factual, have a factual-based conversation, right? Uh, Understanding, again, that uh, people think differently and people have, you know, Different perspectives and ideologies, I get that. But have respectable conversations. And, uh, again, I, this didn't just happen overnight for me. I, and I feel strongly that I have to be, in order to to uh, hone in your, your, uh, your credibility as a leader, you have to be in diverse spaces. You have to be in those spaces whereby, you know, here whether that's in civic associations or county government or the schools or speaking with your neighbors at the play at the playgrounds or in you know organizational uh programs like leadership center for excellence you have to be in those spaces so you can really ascertain and understand the views of others right because i was at my view is not the only view uh but yeah i get it there's a lot of angst in, in america and in our community right now uh and, and so we'll say that it's, uh, in many ways, it's kind of dangerous, right? Uh, we've moved away from, in my opinion, you know, speaking about facts and then what are facts, you know, not alternative facts, right? Uh, that's not how it was brought up. That's not how it was brought up. And so that, again, that's uh, who I am and, and where I'm at.
1: So, J.D., I'd love mm-hmm. to talk about the NAACP.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How would you describe their brand? Yeah and is it where you think it should be and and what more could what else could they do?
2: Sure so um, the NAACP and I'll speak at the national level and uh, move to the uh, state and maybe to the local Uh, NAACP has a rich storied history uh, with uh, individuals like Thurgood Marshall and Ida B. Wells and uh, du Bois and everyone right Who and founders many of whom were Caucasian right Jews people a lot of folks don't know this right that's how NAACP was founded so our foundation the very core the very foundation of NAACP remains firm remains solid today uh, and that's and we have our principal objectives and um, mission the state uh, conferences uh, here in Virginia are very engaged and, and here locally uh, Post-George Floyd, what we saw uh, was a significant increase in uh, individuals in our community that want to be involved uh, with an organization. It doesn't necessarily have to be the NAACP, but uh, since my tenure in the past three and a half years, we've seen our branch uh, move from a little over 200 members uh, to our last count, um, was last week,
0: 1,054. Uh, that's wow. a significant. Yeah. Um
2: And many of them... How
0: fast? How fast was that growth?
2: In about, uh, since, in about three years. Okay. uh, Three and a half years. So I was voted in uh, in 2018. Uh, I started my term in in January 1st, on January 1st of 2019. Um, And then strategically, right, we brought the right people to the table based on unique skill sets and backgrounds, regardless of race, color, creed, and religion. And as a leader, uh, you know, I had these one-on-one conversations about One, learning the history of the NAACP and learning uh, how you can be engaged. So you took individuals who were members and you just put them to work and uh, you let them work. So you have about a 300% increase in membership and we remain actively engaged. And anyone who lives in Arlington probably has seen the NAACP uh, uh, involved in, in, in a myriad of issues, whether that's literacy in our school education system, uh, whether that's the housing issues that happened here uh, 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 last year uh, or i going back to post-George Floyd to uh, uh, a community discussion on uh, police practices. Uh, and, and what someone told me a long time ago, not too long ago, and I'm the impetus of, uh, the changing of the county logo. and symbol, right? Where I, a few years ago I wrote an op-ed to the Washington Post and I guess I had to convince a lot of people as to why the old logo was not uh, inclusive. Anyway, yeah, so we're doing well, and um, memberships are for a year. And what we've seen is people continue to renew their membership. That's a tell that people are appreciative of the organization that they are a part of.
0: Right? That's right. So uh, with that growth, and yeah. and you know, knowing that it, you know that the sum when George Floyd's murder mm-hmm. happened, and and the community was seeking opportunity to find new engagement. Mm -hmm. Clearly, you're keeping people, which is terrific. But did you find that there was um, any mismatch in terms of what the perception of of the NAACP (coughs) as a brand and what what people's expectations of what that would deliver?
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know, there's still this perception that the NAACP is for black folks Mm -hmm. only. Mm -hmm. And I find myself even today having to convince a lot of my uh non colored uh friends here that hey look it's not about it's not just for colored people um so th- that's that's quite shocking to me uh but I can peel that string all the way back to history and how you know history has been in so many ways uh many aspects of it has been removed from uh education system um so look people again feel good about being part of the NAACP and we 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 challenge our members and we challenge our leadership uh, to be thought leaders right and don't worry about the status quo but look at the policies everything we do it's not personality driven in this case it's policy driven and through that lens that's how we're able to take on some of the most significant challenges in our community, because we're layers of focus, we're measured, and we're delivered on the issues that we have. The we have the resident, the SMEs, right, the the, the experts in the room at the NAACP who are volunteering their time and giving us really good inf- information and uh, perspective and insight. So, yeah,
0: I I think we should pull the thread though Stop. on, on <clears throat> because. The, the NAACP as an organization mm-hmm. is is it's not new. It's very mm-hmm. well established, as mm-hmm. you've as, you, as you've indicated. And if we're sitting here in 2022, and you're saying that general community members, people in your own circles, still think of it as an organization that are, is only for a certain segment of society, what does that say about the brand or the challenge the brand has? And mm-hmm. you know, from where you sit, you're leading a local organization that's growing. Mm-hmm. How do you how, how how do you move it forward so that that isn't the perception?
2: So I, I, I think I can't do but so much as it relates to informing individuals about the history of the NAACP and who's represent, represented there. Look no further in Arlington, and we do a good job of broadcasting and sharing who our leaders are. You can see it for yourself, Right. Uh, but there's also something else going on in Arlington and has been in many communities such as a, a dense area like Arlington is that there's a lot of competing interests. There's not just the NAACP in Arlington, right? There's many other equivalent-like organizations that have com- you know similar interests where people have to devote their time to. And it's almost as though who has the loudest voice in the room, right? Um, but back to the NAACP, we're able to stand through in the test of time a lot living just on our name alone, just on our name alone, regardless of who's at their home. NAACP, nine times out of ten, is going to have a seat at the table. The issue is whoever's representing NAACP, can they articulate a message or an issue that's relevant uh, on behalf of our people? So, to answer your question, what can we do to ensure more people in our community really understand that the NAACP is an inclusive organization, it's a work in progress. But this conversation has been going on for decades, and you have the folks out there, I believe, who just don't want to believe. Uh, that's why I took it. was very important when I took over the NAACP, because heretofore, what you saw at the NAACP leadership was not, was not a microcosm of our community. So I thought it was very important that when we bring in our new leadership team, that we were, in fact, and we project, right, what our community looks like. And that's what we do here. And our entire leadership team, people of all races, uh, genders, are on our leadership team. And that's how you begin to build Trust and, okay, whoa, what's... And credibility because the individuals that are in leadership aren't just people, uh, like we used to say down in South Carolina, people that just fell off the turnip trunk. They've been around the block a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they have credentials. Mm-hmm. So if you don't believe it, I encourage folks to come and join. And we are continuing to do that. We're seeing folks come in every week who are questioning, hey, what can I do to be part of this? And, and strategically... We have to be mindful about the type of engagement we have. Years ago, the NAACP was all about marching in streets,
0: mm-hmm.
2: holding up picket signs. We have to work smarter, not harder. You don't have to go out into mm-hmm. uh, you know, inclement weather uh, to get your point across or to change policy. It's a tactic. It's a strategy. One, you've got to know people, right, to understand the issues. And then in our case, uh, you got to figure out whether there's factors that discriminate in many cases against groups of people. Now, I'm a former federal investigator, so I think I can figure that out a little bit. Uh, but then again, you get a consensus, and then you shape your message, and you take on a persuasive, you have persuasive conversations
0: that 's exactly what I want to ask you about because well because you said you said a few minutes ago that you as you know a local organization mm-hmm. right here building uh, you said you 're building thought leaders like mm-hmm. you, your members you 're training them so so you know from a marketing and, and branding perspective mm-hmm. you know, we, we often talk about communications training and mm-hmm. and staying building the message and getting your your ambassadors your members to mm-hmm. be on message so it, how how tactical is that is that more organic in the in the nature of your work or is there like we're having our quarterly messaging meeting?
2: So great <laughs> question. So NAACP National and our state level uh does have uh training from, from time to time, from time to time about basic leadership and different type of civic engagement, how to engage. But I consider those very baseline. uh, uh Events and trainings. I, you know, here at Arlington, I feel I feel this incumbent upon all of us, more especially me. It's almost like train the trainer.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: As a leader, I have a unique skill set. Does me no good if I keep it all to myself. So what it what it requires is some intentionality on my part to have uh, to train uh, some of their leaders, and that training comes in many forms. Hey, come with me to a meeting. Watch how I engage. Let's talk about it afterwards. Uh, and 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 then the next time around, we're gonna put you in the spotlight and let you do it. Then we're gonna talk afterwards, and we're gonna measure and see how effective what the receptiveness was is from your engagement. It's so many variables, and I know you're into this field, but there's a lot of things to monitor in in this type of work, right? Anyone can go and have a conversation, mm-hmm. but. What is the intent of the conversation? What are you hoping to gain on the backside of the conversation, right? What are the tangible outcomes? Because if you don't have a tangible outcome, you're just talking to talk. So we have uh, had many conversations on our leadership team about strategy and what what are the next steps, uh, whether it's in environmental climate justice, whether it's in housing, whether it's in criminal justice, whether it's in education. Whether it's in political action, right? Whether it's in membership, how we're going to grow our membership. What part of the town we are going to go in and and, and stand up voter registration? Because it's not just about standing up voter registration. It's about being a beacon light in a community saying, hey, oh, the NAACP is here. And then when we get the people there, who's ever at the table, need to have a conversation more than just about voter registration. It's about the benefits of being a part of this organization and what we've done. So... Yeah, it's fun, but it's also tiresome. I'll be honest with you. I love it. It's a volunteer organization, right? But someone has to do it. And I'll be honest, everyone's not prepared to take on positions of leadership. I've learned a lot. I've 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 uh, have not been perfect uh, along the way because perfection on earth is never obtained. But uh, I'm just proud to report that we have. Done so much in the past three and a half years, and I'm very proud of all of our leaders and our members. Um, it is we are a beacon of light. Uh, I believe in many regards to not only other branches but to people in our community, and they count on us uh, to be their voice in a way that's very uh, that gu- we guard ourselves uh, and be temperate, uh, sometimes be discreet, but also agitate as accordingly.
0: Do you have a goal? To that, in your leadership, that how you want to grow the brand um, of, of this branch of the NAACP locally. <laughs>
2: when I first went, uh, when I first came on, yes, uh, came into office. I said, "Listen, at the time we had about two hundred thousand people in Arlington, and uh, I said, <laughs> I said, I want to get our branch to ten thousand members. Mm. You know, I was just like, 'Kim, let's shoot for the stars.' Right now." Realistically speaking, is that doable? Yes, but it requires a lot of work It- requ- in a volunteer organization where no one's getting paid, that level of strategy and marketing requires more than just volunteers. It requires full time folks to get on and we don't have that, but we did set a goal last year to reach a thousand members um total, and we did that so yeah we're 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 goal oriented um in many ways. But I think it's just going to take time. and It's going to take our branch remaining active. Um, again, because we have so many competing interests. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these competing interests are good friends, an organization are good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And I and I respect them dearly. I think of the uh, Civic Association, Civic Federation, which is an organization that's been around here just as long as we have. In fact, longer than NAACP. But they have a reach, right, that's hasn't really been used in a way and uh, I'll leave them alone uh, they have 67 civic associations but mm. you have the hub here and I would love and, and so we joined uh, about a year or so ago the civic federation and there's just so much potential there but it's a craft to to, to help shape that um, we're all working together let peace and harmony prevail
1: so <laughs> JD I want to go back sure. to the you mentioned the Arlington County logo mm. So, for our listeners who maybe aren't aware of Mm -hmm. what it used to be, talk to us about what Mm -hmm. it was and what was your role to have it changed and what is it now?
2: Sure. So, um, a friend of mine, uh, Dr. Emma Viola Sanchez, she would not mind uh, mind me sharing her name because we wrote the op-ed together, uh, came to me as a leader of the NAACP and said, hey, J.D., I've been trying to work on this logo thing And it's just not working out I'm not getting any traction So we had a long conversation about Because I never really looked at it It paid much attention I'm sure many people in the community did not So after we had a conversation um, I did my own research And we started talking about it at the branch Uh, So what ended up happening was The previous logo was a depiction of Arlington House, the Robert E. Lee Memorial. Now, we're not here today to have a conversation, a a history lesson on Robert E. Lee. or Arlington National Cemetery, and having uh, served in combat, uh, I have many friends who were laid to rest on that sacred ground, so I respect the land. I respect the area. But the flag that was being flown was the symbol of a slave plantation, a slave plantation. Of those who do, who does their, who do their history, will understand that women were pillaged, raped; men were murdered at that time. And in no way, shape, or form should that image, right, regardless of what you may say or think it, it is that replica should denote, should be flying high above our, you know, government or on our buildings. And it took some time to kind of convince folks in, in a persuasive way. And we brought in some experts, one, experts from Rutgers University, uh, 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 to have conversations as well uh, about this with some individuals in government. And soon, a little bit later, the county said, okay, listen, we'll put together this work group. It's always a work group in Arlington. Um, and I was part of the work group So I felt good that they they asked me to come on But it was a work group of about 20 some folks And we went through many iterations The community was involved Many flags, uh, suggestions, descriptions were sent in And you know End of the day A new symbol was selected And as I drove over here actually uh, Earlier I saw I was uh, In a part of Green Valley I saw our, our Arlington uh, government vehicle that had the new logo on the side and you must it it it, it, it makes me feel good uh, knowing that our community was willing to change and this had nothing to do with Julius or the NAACP people listened, people understood and the votes at the end of the day people voted for the symbol ultimately the county board unanimously it says that change can happen, and even though it was just a symbol, and like I said in the Washington Post article a few years ago, symbols matter, mm-hmm. just like words matter, mm-hmm. right? So uh, the county has moved has moved forward uh, in that regard, and I think we're in a, we're better off now. If someone wants to change it in twenty five, thirty years to something else, okay. But what was reflected before was not reflective. Of the community that we we uh, live in, and I think again, once you start learning the history of what happened, um, that's that's when it, that's when it chills you, right? And so we 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 are we have done a lot, and uh, uh, that was a branch and a community effort. No one uh, was left behind in that. And we and there was some disagreement. <laughs> Uh, with folks in the community, but that's okay. You're going to have that in a community of nearly a quarter million people. You're going to have a disagreement. Um, but again, um, we, we had a very convincing argument uh, that no one could negate.
0: I think we could do a whole episode, and I'd love to have you back with some other folks who were oh, part well, of funny. that, so mm-hmm. we can talk about the rebrand because, mm-hmm. yes, there's passions on all sides mm-hmm. around how not not the need to do it, I mean, although there's probably disagreement there too, but how it played out and where we netted out. So that let's pin, yeah. put a pin in that because I, I, I want we could have a, our discussion. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: so a, a good friend of mine. So let's let's do it soon because uh, I think uh, I'll just say we'll talk later. But let's do it soon. Um, <laughs> uh, time is of the essence to have that conversation, but there are some individuals. Uh, We may be even able to bring in the professor from Rutgers University to call in. And and, uh, we have a really good conversation about not just uh, the symbol of the the previous flag, but there's other issues. We can have, we can talk about monuments and and, and pillars.
0: Mm -hmm. The name of our county.
2: (laughs) Which was, I I know, that question was asked of us. Yeah. What do you think about changing Arlington County? Oh, wow. what do you think about changing Wakefield High School? So you have to draw the line somewhere, and you have to crawl before you walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not look. I don't think, you know, the, the community should resemble and have some rich history, you know. But there's also a place uh, for statues and monuments. It's called museums. Uh, uh, you know, my daughter went to VCU, uh, well, she's still at VCU School of Arts, and you know they removed the Confederate. The H's stayed right on the block. I mean, you have to think, right? Why was those symbols and statues and names, more especially in Virginia, put in place and schools renamed after Confederate folks? There's a reason why. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's another conversation to have, and let's have it. I'm oh yeah, for it. I'm me down, too. I'm down for it. You, you'll get we'll be, we'll, that's going to be a good one. And I'm going to learn something along the way.
1: So, JD, you've yeah. you've been in Arlington a while. You're very right. well connected. I'm curious. What are some <laughs> of your favorite local brands? Who's doing a good job?
2: So, let me tell you, and, I, and, and don't take this because I, I know I'm over here. I'm going to tell you who's doing really good now Kim Klinger and Columbia Pipe Partnership. Um, I see where that's headed. And I, I think your team perhaps may have worked on that, or someone in, but I've seen them evolve over the past year and a half, two years. I saw how they were involved during COVID um, and, and, their, and, and their brand is very, um, it's changed, it's different, it's receptive, it's inclusive. Um, whereas before I was like Who was who the Columbia who's C-, C pro? Um, so I like the work they have done and I also understand the importance of uh of uh Columbia Pipe partnership relative to the future of our community and our business partners. Mm-hmm. Right? So they're they, they have done quite well. Um many folks that <laughs> that see me on Facebook may say, branding. Well, I'm going to follow a lot of branding. I like Ruth's. <laughs> <laughs> Ruthie's brand and they're going to enhance themselves. So just spoke with some folks They're going to do more. But with all the competitors around, when we talk about branding for restaurants, they were able to do something that brought in a lot of folks. And even during COVID, unlike other uh, similar uh, restaurants and uh and that's what drives me to them. I like their brand. I like it's, it's um for me I said earlier the Southern Guy, whatever culture, it, it kind of falls right in line with who <laughs> I am. Every time I feel, when I go there I feel like I'm uh I'm back home somewhere. So Columbia Pike partnership um stands out, Ruthie stands out, um other brands here, um there's a lot that have some there's some work, some progress. Uh, I know a couple of organizations that that are in the early stages of trying to rebrand. I'm just watching them. Um, the NWCV, like we we can we can um, use some level of rebranding at perhaps at a local level, but we're restricted uh, by many in many ways by our constitution and bylaws because we can't change our logo. Uh, but there are things you can do on a strategic and a marketing way that's going to cost money to help your organization move out and do things a bit differently. So, excuse me, that's some good
0: coffee.
2: Oh. Um, yeah, let's just, you know, hey, y'all, I'm having coffee. Um, <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I hopefully I the mail on that. Those two kind of stand out to me. Yep, I, I guess I'm giving a plug to Ruthies, everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, anyone who follows you on Facebook knows that you love Ruthies and they're Brussels sprouts.
2: They're Brussels sprouts, yes. Uh, yeah. Hopefully
1: that's yeah a, okay. Well, JD, this was a very um, interesting conversation. I know we have we to get going. No, 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 but no, no, no. we got to have a we We're going to do more. We'll do more. So, uh, how do people connect with JD right now? It, besides at Ruthie's for breakfast. I, yeah.
2: Hey. So you know, <laughs> come on over here. <laughs> um, so there's a couple ways you can reach me. Um, you can Google. You can go on uh, NAACP website. Uh, N W H T P S W W W You can contact me directly, Julius at gmail.com uh, I'm not a politician. I'm a public servant, so I'll speak with anyone j-u-l-i-u-s dot d dot spain at gmail dot com I'm not sharing my cell phone number y'all <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> but your door is open but
2: my door is always open and again I what I love about what I do here at Arlington is just being able to speak with folks from all walks of life and all regardless of socioeconomic background and really getting to, to learn uh, more about them because that helps mold and and help
0: me as a leader mm-hmm. as well. So
2: ah, that's
0: me. That's how you reach me. Well, obviously we we only lifted the surface of so many topics that oh, we wanted we're just to just get started. Oh, we're just getting started, exactly. If only people attention spans for longer podcasts, we would be here all day. But we will have you back, J D. We really appreciate this conversation to and Oh, that'd be fun Yeah, maybe we'll have to open the beers instead of the the coffee Why not? There we go Well, thank you again for being here and thanks for listening to The M Word Have a great day
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of The M Word We'd love to hear from you You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Twitter
0: And we'd really love it if you would leave us a review
1: Until next time, don't be afraid to be uncensored the M-Word is an Arlington
0: Strategy production hosted by Jennifer Mulchandani and Heather Michaelgard. Our theme music is Golden Reflections of the Sun by Vlad Glushenko.
1: Graphic design by Kayla Fagan. Sound engineering and editing by Ben Molchendani and Nina Sofia Pacheco.
0: Editing by Nina Sofia Pacheco and Janelle Walters.